0: slash zane don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash zane to get an extra three months of expressvpn for free welcome to the eric podcast the daily show where i discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures late night of podcasting last night as uh i was hanging out with uh, christian and don don a new pal in the podcast scape uh don jameson now, I don't know anything about anything, so I'm like, okay, what are we doing? It was uh, another edition of Who Are These Broadcasters? We did it early because uh, third wheel Don, and I don't mean that in an insulting way, was like, I can't do it in uh, any other time. So we did it yesterday, and uh, it was our Halloween edition. Part of the Halloween show was hearkening back to 40-plus years ago when Kiss, Keith, was interviewed on the Tom Snyder show and uh, on Halloween night, 1970, whatever in full makeup and Ace and Peter Chris, Ace Frehley, the guitar player and Peter Chris, the drummer were hammered and Gene, Hey, Gene, Gene and Paul were not, it was described as Gene and Paul were the mom and dad while the kids were acting up. And it was just fantastic. Uh, Don, has is uh, has a just a fantastic comedic career. you fe- featured on VH1, and he's hanging out with people like uh, Eddie Trunk and uh, Jim Florentine and all those other rocking comedians. You know, that's the type of thing where you show up to, like, a metal show. Uh, hold on. Darla. No. She's starting to hump already. And then the opening act is Don Jameson. Anyway. Kyler checks in. Hello to you. It's been a while. Nice to have some color in the audience. Glad you are here. So that was a late a late night for your old pal, Easy, podcasting. But uh, it's cool. It's cool. Something to do. That's what I do. You know, it was set up to be Tuesday of this week. was going to be ridiculous, where I do this show, and then the Patreon show, and then that show, and then a compound media show. That is... uh. In the neighborhood of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plus hours of talking into this microphone. What the hell? But that's what that's what we do in the podcast community is we help each other out. Uh the compound shows are um it's interesting because I'll do it with Kyler and no matter what we are talking about there's going to be a portion of the audience who will hate you. They're used to one host. And then you bring someone new in. And then because humans are finicky souls, they're like, Oh, fuck this shit. I am not listening to this shit. Uh, Same thing on who are these broadcasters? We started out that show, um, weeks ago. And, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts was on a few of the first episodes. And then his intention all along was to just get us up and going and then he's going to bug out. It's his show, but he's just the executive producer. So, um, as soon as we start doing it without him, which, you know, we're obviously capable of doing. uh, People are like, oh, Fuck this! Fuck this shit! I'm like, eh. And then they'll uh they'll actually let you know in the comments how much you suck. Like you just be sitting there minding your own business, talking about whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, they punch you right in the nose. It's fantastic. Fortunately, your old pal EZ's Rhino Skin, my Iron Man armor has to be uh, donned. And uh, Taylor Swift just says, shake it off. You know? All Taylor Swift all the time, for God's sake. Uh, but still, fantastic weekend. Um, uh, I left the house once. Well, Friday had a hockey game. And I think I want to start there, actually. Because this was the most ridiculous thing in 18 years of uh, PA announcing for this team that I have ever seen. All you need to know is that for 57 of the 60 minutes of this game in regulation, the Griffins are taking on the Cleveland Monsters. Not a lot of you wake up and say, boy, I sure hope he starts talking about American Hockey League highlights. The other team got called for a penalty with about three minutes to go. The Cleveland Monsters. So we yanked the goalie to give us a two-man advantage, and we hadn't done shit the whole game. Leading up to this moment, occasionally a fan would throw a foam puck out onto the ice. Uh, The foam pucks are brought to us because you buy a foam puck for a dollar. And then when it lands uh, after the game, they put a target up and you throw the pucks out onto the ice. It's called throw for dough. If the puck lands on the target, you win a pile of money. And also, in 18 years, no one has won the pile of money. No one. Every once in a while, someone will throw a foam puck out onto the ice, and you pick it up and say, all right, hey, knock it off, knock it off. Uh, well, the ref picks up the foam puck, and he wants me to make an announcement, so he's skating towards me. I, I mean, I'm already going to, because typically, I'll, uh, when I see it land, it's bouncing along on the ice. I'm like, hey. Um Don't throw, fans, let you know, uh, please do not throw anything out onto the ice. Uh, It's dangerous for the players. Looks bad, and we can be penalized. And that's true. Now, I've never seen at that point our team or any team uh, called for an actual penalty because of fans throwing things on the ice. Uh, A little bit of time passes. Another one lands on the ice. Ref picks it up I'm already making my announcement fans please a little bit more urgent uh, it delays the game it messes things up and uh, this is the players uh, playing surface we don't want nothing can be thrown out of the ice also at the start of the game there's a long-winded announcement that I make about throwing things on the ice don't throw anything on the ice and actually there is something in the rule book um about throwing hats it's actually allowed. In the symbolic effort to recognize the hat trick, if you throw your hat on the ice, um, you know, it's all good. Tim Kuyper was there with Zeke. He says, Didn't we get a similar penalty during the Calder Cup playoffs? Well, I don't recall that. I don't remember. But anyway, penalty on the other team. We pull the goalie, we score. It's two to one and you know, there's two minutes to go. So we drop the puck again at center ice for the faceoff. We pull our goalie again, Sebastian Cosa and the Griff's are buzzing around the net, buzzing around the net and they score. They it's under a minute. There's like 35 seconds left (laughs) and the Griff score to tie it. So it's just hockey's a fucking weird fucking game like that. You can get, um, just shut down for, uh, nine and a half, uh, or 95 and a half percent, 99% is what I'm trying to say of the game. And then all of a sudden you put it together and boom, now it's tied and we're like, holy shit. But the second the Griffins score, many, many foam pucks come raining down from the stands. The ref, I can see the look in his eye. He's going to call a penalty. I can see it. And he's skating over to me. He puts his face up to the hole in the glass. He goes, I got to do it. I'm calling a bench minor. (laughs) Oh, no. So the fans are going apeshit. And I'm like, fans, fans, we've just received a bench minor penalty and then like only half the fans get the message cuz the horns going off they're playing the uh cel- the celebration song <laughs> we're going to get penalized i said we're getting a bench minor penalty the um griffins bench erupts they're pissed and they're pissed at the ref, but you see, it's a very clear rule and he's uh, given so much leniency and the coach of the other team is just like, yeah, well, you better if you don't, that's it. If the ref didn't call that, he was going to get in trouble by the league. He had to call it. So we call a bench minor penalty. Um, while they're playing the celebratory song, I said to our guy, Brandon, the uh, director, I go, dude, kill the music. I got to make an announcement. I got to, I got to do this. And I actually fans, please, Uh, blah, 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 blah. We have just been called for a bench minor penalty. And I'm, 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 I'm I'm breaking that wall. I'm saying, instead of just like, come on fans, you know, I'm actually talking to into the mic like I am right now. I'm no longer announcer. Were you Eric I toady or Eric ain't there? I need to know what person you were. Whatever. Shut up. So I'm like fans. Uh, and I'm. I you can tell I'm annoyed. And uh, now we've got a bet. Well, now we have to kill a penalty. We kill it for 30 seconds in the game. Regulation ends. We go to overtime. Tyler writes, I feel like that rule is kind of iffy. Who's to say a fan from the opposing team doesn't throw shit on the ice to get their team a power play? It's a great point. Wonderful point. Don't have an answer. However, you know, come on. It's American Hockey League hockey. And these are drunk hockey fans. First of all, I doubt we've got a ton of fans making the big trip from the opposing teams, uh, even though it was only Cleveland. Uh, I think the bigger problem is drunk college fucks. Don't forget, this is $2 beer, $2 dog night. And these broke-ass motherfuckers uh, are getting shit-faced. That's what's going on. Overtime starts. Now, typically, in overtime, you lose two skaters per team. You go from a five-on-five, even strength. It goes to three-on-three. Even strength. Totally different game. It's a possession game. All right? And these games usually end in a odd man rush and a goal. Rarely do they end in no scoring, which goes leads to a shootout. We're down a man. Um, now, in overtime, where it goes three on three, you don't lose a man to go to three on two. The other team gains a man. So now it's four on three. And uh, one of their guys winds up a shot. Hits one of our players and fucks him up. So he's laying there in the ice going, Oh! So now it's like four on two. Adding insult to the injury. They then stuff it in the net. Game over. Cleveland wins. And it's the fans fucking fault. Fuck you. Whoever did this, fuck off. So then... Um, prior to that, I announced, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, every puck has a number and every number is attached to a name and we will be pursuing action. I don't even know what I said. I don't know what they even did. All I'm trying to do is to keep them, but the damage was done at that point. They could have thrown every puck on the ice and it wasn't going to matter. You know, it was just, it was just ugly. Never have seen that before. At least... I can't remember. Uh, Tim seems to think something like that happened in the past. Might be. I fucking forget what I had for breakfast. Um, As the, game, as the fans are starting to get their shit and file out. And uh, I, I know final score from Van Andel Arena. In overtime, Cleveland Monsters 3, your Grand Rapids Griffins 2. And then I actually said, and to those fans who threw, have a good night fans, and to those fans who threw anything on the ice, Please do not come back. And, and my, I, I look over, and my daughter is in the stands, and she's laughing her ass off at that crack. So pissed off. I felt so bad for those guys. I mean, they they uh, they could not solve um, their goalie all game, and they hang in, and finally, in a rush, two goals, only to have a bunch of Dutch assholes, uh, drunk Dutch asshole college fucks. Screw it all up by throwing shit on the ice. Oh my God. So uh, having a bird's eye view of all of this, I then leave the rink and I walk into the hockey office where there's a meeting going on. Chris says, why do they have to be Dutch? Because it's funny. Be quiet. I walk by the boss's office and uh, number one and number two are having a meeting and I pass. They go, Eric, I go, Oh God, here we go. I go, yeah, what's up? How did that play out where you were? I go, well, and I told them, uh, what I told you. And so the ref skated up to you and told you, I go, Oh yeah, he, he gave me three. He gave us three chances. I, and, and of course I announced it every time he goes, yeah, yeah, we heard that. So now I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but if it were me, you know, you got to do that deal at like, you know, between the first and second period, you got to get the pucks out of their hands before they get hammered. You know, if you're going to do that or just don't do it. My God. Uh, Tyler says, or Tim says it comes down to the home arena, controlling the crowds. Tyler says, I get that, but are they expecting secret service type of security when they'll dive in front of objects to prevent them from hitting the ice? LOL. Well, I mean, come on now. Uh, it, it was just a bad circumstance. Pucks in drunk people's hands. That's how it went. um, not uh, not much more to say than that. Typically, this is not a problem. Just one of those things, I guess. Chris in Buffalo says, plot twist. Jackie threw a puck too. No, no. God, can you imagine? Behavior has to be fantastic. I found out, uh, was, I forgot what season it was, that I found out through the grapevine that, I didn't find out when it happened the first right away because Diana wouldn't tell me, but I found out after the fact that Diana just had actually dropped a, do you know who I am? Because obviously my wife, um, she used that at one point on someone at the arena. Don't you know who I am? And I found out about that. I was like, oh no. I go, you have any idea what you've done? Okay. Okay. I go if you have a normal pleasant interaction with someone it's going to end there and they're going to think boy Eric Zane's wife sure is nice and then it's going to end there but because you said that and I forget the circumstances why I don't want to get her I don't want to get around she's busy right now like probably at work because of you saying that that story or that interaction will be relived forever from now to the end of time, and uh, you can never ever utter "Don't you know who I am?" It's uh, it's I can understand you think that you've got some type of play because I'm on the PA going, oh, but no. Holy cow! Thank you to Ryan. He just uh, He just subscribed with Prime. You subscribed for 12 months and currently on a 12 month streak. Now, Ryan, if you ever have a problem doing that, remember with your keyboard, tell everybody the whole show, tap it out that you're mad. And then if you do that, the problem will just, you know, go away. That's how you solve it. You just bitch about it for two hours. I'm glad you were successful this time. But remember, if for some reason Twitch doesn't agree with you, you have to just complain about it. As long as we're on the same page, that is what we do. Ryan writes, Twitch is terrible, just terrible. It's so hard. But you have to do that like the whole show. You can't even listen to what I'm saying. You just have to continuously type it. Like 10 times in a row. That is that is the appropriate way to handle things. It's weird. Now I'm someone's giving me the middle finger. Kenny, his first comment of the day is giving me the finger. Well, that's a bet who you look grumpy gus, roll out of bed and start telling me to go fuck myself. That's that's a horrible thing to do. I don't understand that. Well, whatever that's how you want to be uh so that's basically it the the other thing I left the house for was uh, to get food for the Eric Zane show podcast Slaughter the Turks Philly steak sandwiches I keep finding things that I'm great at. I will post the recipe. Well, at least I say I will. I probably won't. Okay. For starters, they said, yeah, go ahead and get the uh, ribeye steaks. A couple pounds of ribeye steak. So I go to uh, Costco and it's like $18 a pound. And I'm like, there is no fucking way. I'm going to pay that much. I had no idea. Uh, I took uh, Chris's advice and went to Aldi, which the thing about Aldi, um, you might be getting like horse or uh, or dog or, or or human. But uh, I got the cheapest shit they had. The key is freezing it for like two hours so that you can cut it appropriately, thinly, cut it all up. I've got uh, the green peppers, the red peppers, the onion. Now, a lot of these people, when they make the Philly cheesesteaks, first of all, actual, if you go to Philadelphia and eat a cheesesteak, it's shit. The meat is dry. The cheese is cheese Whiz. It's garbage. All right, and you're getting it in America's filthiest city. No, sir, Chris, they did not have the shave steak. I cut up that meat super thin. It's in a bowl ready to go. Instead of cutting lengths like strips of peppers and onion, I used my chopper chopper and they were diced small squares. Olive oil in the pan, cook ever so slightly the veggies, so they're not like soggy. Just a little bit of bite to them. Pull them out of there. Brown the meat. A lot of salt and pepper on the uh, on the veggies and a lot of salt on the uh, on the beef to season it. Cook it all up. Okay. Meanwhile, you've got the buns, uh, face up broiler on any type of like butter on the uh, face. I like to use that spray butter. It's super easy. And then uh, you, you broil those. So they just start to brown, get them out of there. You make a, a a pile of meat, the same size as the bun, put the diced cooked veggies on it, and then put a ton of provolone cheese on it. Uh, I put it all back in the frying pan all these different piles of meat in two cast iron pans so everybody can get served at the same time. I'm, I'm uh, frying fries in the fryer because I'm an expert fry, fry maker, as you know. And then um, cheese melts, metal spatula, pick it all up, boom, put it right on the bun, fold it in half. There you go. Just a, a melty, gorgeous monstrosity of awesomeness. Absolutely fantastic. You must do this. Uh Kristen Main says cubed steak and cheese. These aren't carne, asada, burritos. I didn't say I cubed the steak. I said I cubed the veggies. Okay? Mr. Hall of Fame. It was strips of steak. That's what I that's what I said. You weren't listening. Uh, At this point, I just don't trust your cooking, says Kyler. Coloring the kebabs, freezing the meat, SMH. You don't even know what you're saying. What the hell is wrong with you? You have to freeze the meat so it gets firm enough to cut, idiot. Idiot. Tyler says Chris in Maine was too busy cleaning his Hall of Fame ring to actually listen to the show. If he's even in the Hall of Fame. I guess more than one person thought that I cubed the steak. I did not cube the steak, you fucking dick, Ryan asks. And even if I did, who gives a shit if I cubed the steak? I was thinking about it. I did not. But what 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 the hell is wrong with cubing steak? Look, all you guys get in here and you just bust my fucking balls. But I'm telling you, you do what I tell you and you will make people in your life happy. God damn. It was a big hit around the EZ Household. As we were all talking, about the death of Matthew Perry. That one hit a lot of people hard. I don't think there's a person in the world who would dislike Matthew Perry. Uh, found dead in the hot tub. Uh, they said drowned. Drowned. Amanda says, here we go, going to cry. Now, what's interesting about this is, um, like in this article, Matthew Perry's autopsy is complete, but coroner orders more tests, including toxicology. They don't know how he died. We're not sure. Well, that's weird. Because, you know, I posted that. Whoa, you know, big news. Matthew Perry is, is dead. And, um, well, our very own Amanda determined the cause of death rather quickly. And I'm like, well, she must know things. The, um absolute thoroughness of her answer made me think she was actually a uh, hot tub side when they pulled Matthew Perry out. And then she immediately did a thorough autopsy on the pool deck because she, well, I don't know if you know this about Amanda, but she tends to fly off At the fucking mouth before she has any idea of what actually is happening. And that is exactly what she did the other day. For example. This is how uh, it went. Okay, I made the announcement. Dave says, is he okay? Well, you see that he's attempting the old, is he okay joke, but that's a horrible attempt because it already said that he died. So that bombed. Sarah says, Sarah DV says, this makes me sad. Sean says murdered. Most people are like 17. Or 17, or Eric wrote 17 again is a great movie. Most people are like so sad. Josh said he's been all sorts of fucked up. Amanda says this wasn't from drugs directly. Now, the announcement that he died is about eight minutes old. And uh, I'm very impressed that uh, Amanda has already figured this out. Josh says, seriously? And Amanda says, oh, yeah, he had a cardiac episode and he drowned. The drugs just made him sick like that. Wow, that's crazy that you have such an acumen in the medical arts. Josh says, I wonder what caused the, quote, cardiac episode. Amanda follows up. She says the pickleball he played in the morning, I doubt he was doing drugs, but the previous drug use has put his uh, body in an awful state. So coroner said, we don't need to actually um, do any type of uh, further work to determine his cause of death because uh, Amanda in Michigan, who sells dildos has, uh, has figured it out. Matt Hubbard uh, with the requisite, Stupid right-wing bullshit response of COVID jab. Which was liked by some Dutch fuck named Tom Boersma. Fuck the both of you assholes. Well. Good thing Amanda was on the case, guys. Uh, Kristen Maine says she studied at Dildo U. Kenny writes they were announcing it was a heart attack, then led to the drowning on numerous websites. But I wondered how they knew all of that already. Corey says, "Does she even have a hot tub?" Patrick says, "All the greats have hot tubs. Absolutely. That's why I don't go in mine because." Uh, I drank 30 years ago. So um, Amanda warned me. She goes, you're weak. And if you get in the hot tub, you're going to die. Kyle says, I have a hot tub. Patrick, thank you for letting me know that I am great. Corey says, when we have a story involving butt plugs and dildos, we'll let you know, Amanda, as our expert correspondent. Tyler says Amanda already performed an autopsy and ran toxicology testing. Uh, There is some talk about how hot tubs and jacuzzis raise your blood pressure. Now, she may be right on this. And if she is right, well, there you go. But, uh, you know, no one knows. And the, uh, absolutely thoroughness that she, the, uh, how adamant she was. Oh yeah, this is what happened. I was like, just shut up. God damn. The body's fucking still in the water. They haven't even pulled him out yet. He hasn't even had time to fucking rigor. And here you are giving us the cause of death. She writes, well, no one knows. I'm just speculating. Bite me. Right. The problem is you didn't say you were speculating. You just said, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Again, if there's a problem, the first thing you have to do in the world is look to see if Amanda's talking. Uh, Ryan says, we may never know. I'm still waiting to hear what kind of kink Bob Saget was doing when he died. Amanda says, I've had an incredibly bad weekend. I needed to laugh, so thanks. Okay, great. All right. Um, I will say this. He, um... I was watching the Today Show this morning. They talked about how, um... You know, it's a nonstop battle with various substances, so Amanda may actually be right about that. Uh, I don't think I would say it with such authority, though. But, um... The dude, as you know, put himself to the ringer. He was talking about uh, how on, uh, uh, as recent years, sobered up completely. So, it would be very, very disappointing if they found anything in his system. And I think they should find out as quickly as possible and tell us. Because if... They say, oh, yeah, he was fucked up. Never, ever, ever trust anything an addict tells you. Ever. Including me. We are expert manipulators. And we will do whatever we can to lie to you. Never, ever trust a drunk or an addict. No matter what they say. Ever. Don't ever trust me. I'm hoping there was nothing in that guy's system because um, first of all, he started like a rehab facility years ago, and then he shuttered it. And, you know, he revealed in his book that he's only been really clean and sober for a short amount of time, a few years. Um, So that would be just a bummer. Hopefully not, though. Most people just uh, love that guy. It was a shock. Uh, Kenny says, he really seemed to be doing so much better. I'd been meaning to get a copy of his book after seeing his TV special a while back. Seemed like it'd be a good read. And then Amanda said, it's also a good lesson because I may not be a drug addict, but I fucked my body up too. Maybe I shouldn't get a hot tub. Kyler says, I don't know. I trust Kevin when he says, are we going to bong another beer? Are we going to bong another third
1: beer? Are we going to beer bong another third beer?
0: Are we going to beer bong another third beer? Oh, no, it would have to be a fourth. Right? If you've beer bonged three already, you can't beer bong another third. Are we going to beer bong another third beer? It might make you howl at the moon. Oh. (laughs) That is the only thing I miss of Patriot Nick. (laughs) Is that laugh. (laughs) <laughs> if he wasn't such a fucking psychopath, I'd have him back here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. you yeah, I want to make fun of me when I get fucked up in the Zaniac Zoo. Fuck off, I'm hammered.
1: Fuck, man, I'm fucking hammered. Fuck off, I'm hammered. All right.
0: Um, the fuck was I going to talk about? I just had something else I wanted to mention. It's gone. It's gone, like Matthew Perry. Ah, uh, that that's uh, that's too bad. All right. Meanwhile, closer to home, there's a story that I've been following since January. Now, if you live where I live, this is uh, something you're actually living right now. And that is uh, this county, which is known now around the world, for its backward decision-making, Ottawa County, uh, where a bunch of locals got pissed off because their kids had to wear masks in school. And then they went ahead, organized, pooled their money, formed a group called Ottawa Impact. And seven of the um, commission seats were won by members of this A ragtag bunch of uh, people. Seven of the 11 commission seats. They immediately disbanded the Department of Equity and Inclusion office and said, we don't need that. Then they changed the county's motto from um, where you belong to let freedom ring. And then, you know, you start, this is kind of like the elevation of the culture war. A lot of uh, anti-gay rhetoric, uh, shit like that. Less on the equality, more on the freedom and the patriotism and all that shit, which are completely bastardized terms. Uh, One of the things they also wanted to do was uh, fire the health director. This is the lady, Adeline Hambly. Love the hair, by the way. Just love the hair. She was part of the previous regime that was uh, so soundly defeated by all these uh, Ottawa impact people who they have to like sign an agreement that they will uphold the tenets of their organization. Uh, One of them, which was a guy named Jacob Bonama, a Republican who after a short period of time of realizing that, uh, working with this group as a newly elected official, he realized that they were drunk with power and he had to distance himself from them. So he did. So that means they now have six of the 11. He's still there, but he's been basically cut out of everything, uh, doesn't really have any decision-making power because it's still a majority. Six of the 11 are these Ottawa impact scumbags, including the, um, uh, county chair. His name is Joe Moss. So they didn't like this Hambly chick because she, you know, was part of the previous administration. So they want to fire her. She tried to prevent that from happening through the courts. One of the stunts, that Ottawa impact did when it came down to budget time was, uh, they slashed her budget by millions of dollars. All right. And, um, that was the only thing that they really made a cut on in the budget was that, you know, that, that money goes to, um, you know, uh, paying people for outreach, um, food pantries, food distribution, um, Health of underprivileged families and kids, um, various things like measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, meningitis, stuff we've talked about before on this show, and, um, and the various expenses that go along with running the health department, not to mention checking on um, uh, uh, restaurants and foods and things like that, make sure that everything is, is up, to, up to speed um, within the county that's what you have a health department for. Well, they, they slashed her budget to next to nothing. Now, this is where she did something that I guess is fireable. She went onto social media and expressed how devastating this would be if this came to fruition. And the board said, ah, oh, well, finally we got you because, um, uh, you kind of went, out of the chain of command and talked publicly about this. And then she didn't produce a budget with the parameters that they had put out there, which it's impossible. It's all bullshit. This is all an attempt by them to get her to fuck up, which I guess she did so that they can fire her. And uh, today is the day after all of the um, injunctions and restraining orders have been denied and shit like that today they finally will board They, uh, the board will finally vote it may have already happened and then this chick will be out Adam describes it as revenge politics exactly um, as this has unfolded that's when I started doing who are these Ottawa County fascists which we've only done two episodes and we really need to do more. It's of, uh, the audio and video of all these crazy ass commission meetings, um, where these psychopaths get together and spout their rhetoric and their bullshit. And, um, and on and on and on. Now, one of the people that has spoken at those uh, meetings, is a guy um by the name of Nathan Kelly. Him and his loudmouth fat ass wife, Kristen Megan Kelly. Uh Nathan is the guy like if he if Nathan worked for Joe Martinez and you paid seventy nine dollars to have Joe Martinez tune up uh the furnace, well while Joe is going to Mexico. He would make someone like Nathan show up at your house and tune your furnace. Well, Joe Moss is friends with this piece of shit. All right. And said, okay, after we fire Adeline Hambly, uh, you are going to be the new health director. So a guy whose knowledge base extends to like uh, uh, putting a new furnace filter in is going to lead the health department. Holy shit. Tyler writes, I love how news outlets describe it as the board will decide on Monday as if they haven't already decided this months ago. Oh, my God. And then the wife, the fat ass KMK. Um, she works in janitorial services. Like, honest to God. If the kid pukes in the school, they call her and she's out back having a smoke and she has to get the sawdust and put it on the puke. All right. And she uh, uh, is constantly telling everybody she'll show up at these meetings and no matter what she's talking about, she will announce to the crowd that she is a veteran. Well, as you know, she got pissed off at something I said when I made fun of her stupid kid. And uh, then she started calling all of my sponsors. This is the wife of the dumb fuck who is going to be the new health director. And this is what she said to all of my sponsors. She called up and said something like this.
1: Hi, my name is Kristen Megan Kelly. I'm the veteran, and I'm the veteran. I believe I've called and left a message earlier today. I'm the veteran. I'm just trying to get some feedback from whoever would be in charge. I'm the veteran in making the decision to sponsor um, the Eric Zane podcast. I'm the veteran. I am the mother. I'm the veteran of a child that he spoke about on his podcast. I'm the veteran in a sexual manner. I'm the veteran, um, including sex acts that he wants my veteran to perform. (laughs) I've had a sheriff involved. Um, Several sponsors have already backed out. And I'm a veteran. I believe in nonviolent free
0: market solutions. I called my buddy who's a deputy in this county. I go, yeah, dude. She's saying she got the sheriff involved. He had to put the phone down. He was laughing so hard. He goes, "Yeah, we don't patrol Facebook. What the? No. Don't worry about it, you idiot.
1: Solutions. I'm a veteran, so I greatly... Support free speech. I'm the veteran. This is not protected speech. I'm the veteran when discussing sexual acts of a veteran. Um, I'm the veteran. It was an attack on me and my family. And uh, and the vet-
0: yes. It sure was.
1: Veteran. It's one thing to have an opinion of adults, but again, it's not protected speech to speak sexually about a seven-year-old girl.
0: I guess it is because nothing's happened to me.
1: Oh. Um, and the veteran, if you would like to see the evidence, and uh, I have seen on social media someone is messaging people to not talk about it, and the veterans, but they want your business to know that your name is flat behind the screen when yeah. he's saying like things. BC Pizza. Um, and the veteran, you can call me if you'd like. My number is area code 405. 405. 694.
0: 694. 834. Beep. I had to beep it so that she wouldn't be, you know, doxed. You don't want that to happen.
1: I'm the veteran, but I would really like to know if your business supports this type of rhetoric. It's area code 694 eight three four. Eight three four beep. I'm the veteran, and I'm the veteran. I would just like to hear back from you. Thank you very much for your understanding and your time. I'm the veteran. Thanks.
0: Wow. Okay. I'll say this when they ran in Ottawa County, I didn't know what this was. Uh, I didn't know what the signs meant when it said Ottawa impact. I didn't know who Joe Moss was. I didn't know any of these other names that are part of that group. Uh, I remember running when I used to be able to run and seeing all the signs everywhere, Ottawa impact, Ottawa impact, Ottawa impact. Uh, for the next election, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I don't know how often they have elections for county government, but I am I I'm, I'm really stoked. Uh, Joe Spalding is the guy who's been on the show. He's been one of the uh, many volunteers who uh, spearheaded the movement to uh, recall Lucy Ebel, one of the. Um, ottawa county uh, i should say Ottawa impact scumbags if they get her out um it'll be five ottawa impact members which means they will no longer have a majority in the county by the way um uh, county politics are not supposed to be um uh, so partisan uh, normally county politics is supposed to involve like allocating state funds to uh, for, for what reason roads, whatever school lunch, you know, shit like that. Uh, The contentiousness of, um, of our County politics is, is brought on by um, this group. So I am, I'm anxious to see how this unfolds. So Hambly will get uh, fired. And then she will sue. And then that will add to the long list of things that um, these people have to defend against. Speaking of suing, do you guys think Jim Harbaugh is going to sue the University of Michigan or whoever else? Now that you're hearing it here first, his career is over at Michigan? Okay, some idiots have suggested that the, uh, if, you, if you haven't been following, the story about Michigan stealing signs, and I'll explain what that is, is quote-unquote a nothing bur- uh, nothing burger. But no, it's not. A guy by the name of Connor Stallion? I think that's his name. Uh, is the guy that worked in the uh, in the athletic office that would travel to other schools that play Michigan and then use a phone to record um, the signs that the sidelines puts into the uh, uh, players on the field? So I guess like if the players are on the field and they're waiting for the play to be called somebody on the sidelines is like in baseball, you know, they do the signs third base or whatever. And then that means something. Well, uh, word started to get around that Michigan is stealing signs. And the lid finally got blown off of this thing last week. And, uh, it's wow. It's fucked up. It's really catching fire. So much so that, Uh, In last year's NCAA uh, playoff game between Michigan and TCU, TCU, who beat Michigan, they announced on Thursday, Yahoo Sports reported actually on Thursday, that TCU knew that Michigan had uh, stolen their signs. And they used that to trick Michigan. They threw up dummy signals at the Wolverines in response, according to unnamed Horn Frog coaches. The dummy signals were old plays that have since been changed. So this is fucking fantastic. Yahoo Sports also reported that multiple coaches from the Big Ten reached out to TCU. So, you know, coach of Wisconsin says, hey, TCU, you're playing Michigan, watch out. They've they've, they've been doing, oh, yeah, we know already. We, we, we heard about it. Iowa called 10 minutes ago. They hang it up. It's Northwestern. Hey, Northwestern. Yeah, the fucking Michigan's going to, they've stolen your signs. Oh, fucking, yeah, we know. Michigan, uh, fucking Mel Tucker calls up. You can hear him beating off on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Michigan stole, Michigan stole signs. Mel Tucker, pound his butt. Uh, Not only did the Horned uh, Frogs switch up their signals, but they used it to their advantage to trick Michigan. Okay. This fucking sucks. You know, this is absolute bullshit. I kind of hate it because I like watching college football. I like like watching especially the big games centered around the playoffs. And uh, Michigan's made... Uh, Have been having a phenomenal success lately. uh, Beating Ohio State twice. and uh, They haven't won the national championship, but they've done very well. So this is just fucking stupid. Now, as of last night, after this scandal unfolds, and it is a scandal, and they are going to be in big trouble. Michigan had been toying with the idea of giving uh, Jim Harbaugh a contract extension. Like, he already has a terrific uh, contract, and I believe he's in year two of number five. Now, when that contract finishes, um, you know, you want to lock him up for after that. So then the school's like, God, we're having so much success with Jim Harbaugh. Why don't we make him the richest coach in, in college football and give him even more time and money, so let's extend a a um, a contract offer to extend what he's on right now. Sew him up, you know. Last night it was reported that Michigan yanked the offer. They said, "Now you don't get that." Okay, now you tell me if you're Jim Harbaugh and all of this shit happens, and then the team that. I mean this that is a, a that is zero support at this point. If they say, ah, let's rethink your contract extension. Cause isn't it true that every year Harbaugh fucks around with an NFL team? I mean, that's gotta get old. Oh no. Oh hail. Hail no. Oh shit. Oh, my God. Harbaugh and the program are in hot water with the NCAA, the governing body for collegiate athletics, which slapped Michigan with multiple level two violations earlier this year for impermissible recruiting improper use of coaches and watching player workouts on Zoom. So they're like bending the rules. They're breaking the rules there. Uh, As part of that investigation, Harbaugh himself facing a level one violation for his failure to cooperate. And while Harbaugh served a school-imposed three-game suspension earlier this year, the latest investigation onto the program, which was just launched on the 18th of of October, uh, claims of impermissible in-person scouting of opponents has done more damage to its reputation. Connor Stallions bought tickets to more than, alleged to bought tickets to more than 30 games. They even have footage of Stallions in opposing stadiums holding his phone up to record what's going on. I mean, it's, it's, it's like smoking gun type shit, like irrefutable proof, not just here. He said, he said, she said they saw him doing it. Uh, in 30 games involving as many as 12 of the big Ten's 13 other schools. Instructed associates to film opponents' uh, signals on the sideline and paid for their travel. Stallions would receive money and tickets to games for doing this. Harbaughs denied everything. Holy shit. And then the whole business of wait a minute, let's rethink. This contract extension, Corey says, you're doing your signals in front of thirty thousand people. How is this cheating? Well, uh, the rules clearly state that if you video through, uh, if you use electronic means to to um, to do, well, basically do what they did, uh, that in itself is a uh, is breaking of the rules. Uh, Rick says, everybody steals signs. This is dumb. Well, I don't know about that. And I don't know that there's actual proof that anyone is stealing anything except Michigan. So if there's 13 schools in the big 10 and one actually has a folder in the football office on a computer that says stolen signs folder, and then somebody blows the whistle and somebody investigates and finds it, you're fucked. So if everybody steals signs, if that is the case, why is Michigan so stupid to get caught? Uh Corey earlier said learning other teams' signs, I don't think, is cheating. Uh well, you have to take it up with the league. Uh I I think that they I think that they uh, have said if you acquire them and disseminate that information the way Michigan has been, it is 100% uh, a breaking of the uh, of the rules. Kyler says that Coach Prime's quote was on point. They could have the whole playbook, but you still have to stop them. Linda says, this is great, and I did put two hexes on them the last time I was in Ann Arbor. Uh, Linda adds, he'll go to the NFL and be done with it. No repercussions for him. Didn't I read something about the NFL would suspend him for something related to this in conjunction? thought I saw something like that. It just it just stinks. Uh, I think that he's fucking cheating his ass off, and I think he's going to get fucking he's going to be in trouble for this. Uh, That's why teams should be trying to change their signs every game, says Corey. Ben Weller says if everybody does it, then Harbaugh sucks at cheating. He's been caught how many times now? Learning signs is not cheating. Video recording them on their campus is. Aram writes, which school is worse now? Michigan State is still much worse than Michigan. Well, I mean, I guess pick your poison. Uh, the, the Michigan State poison is, uh, is, is much more volatile than Michigan. Michigan State actually needs to cheat. It should be, they, they should be allowed to cheat. Michigan state, they should be allowed to put like 20 players on the field. Wow. So this is a great big story. Fantastic. Uh, for me, I love like when a Michigan state story breaks, you can rub their nose and shit. Cause they're all fucking losers. And then when the Wolverines cheat their ass off because all of their fans are arrogant assholes, I love rubbing their face in shit too. Fuck these guys. What I love the most now about college football is that the players are becoming millionaires. That they can like, I want it to be where like um, after every game you can leave and go to another team. So every, every week, it's like a whole new team. It's already like that year by year, you know? You can take some great player that plays for Michigan and uh, some guy in Auburn says, look, we got tons of hot chicks who want to have an orgy with you and we're going to give you a million dollars a game. Okay, I'm coming to your school. And then the, the kids don't even have to do homework now. They just say, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Somebody does the homework for them. It's, it's the pros. So awesome. I love this so much. Patrick says, I'd rather play a game and find out that the other team cheated than potentially being raped. And that's the thing. You go to Michigan State and you're going to have some stranger's finger up your ass. That's how it goes with that school. Those guys are even worse. I mean, Michigan may cheat, but at least they're not raping people. Holy shit. Okay, hold that thought. Your old pal EZ is going to, first of all, kick off the people, kick out the people on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. Download the entire audio podcast. Wherever you download shows, give me a review, please, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, you can follow me on on Patreon, too. Get even more content, patreon.com slash eric zane where last week on the ben and eric patreon podcast we reviewed the first minute or two of ben's sports talk radio show and oh my god a new segment is born uh ben actually here in the chat while the show is going on ben is actually working hold on a second i think i can actually get the show That Ben is right not. things. Hey, it's all about Whatever the Today Bus. That's that was our approach. It's week to week here in the NFL. Yes. Wait a minute. There was all of this talk. That sounded like Dan Patrick to me. Aren't you on ninety six point one? Is the show over? I thought the show went till ten. Oh, it ended at nine. Fuck. Sorry, Ben. All right. Don't go anywhere. Uh, hold on. Facebook, see ya. X, see ya. YouTube, see ya. Thank you so much. The opening live stream brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They also take care of us on Twitch and on uh, Facebook as well. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop. Get your hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and the newest location, 821 36th Street Southwest in Wyoming, Michigan, right next to the costume shop. Uh, and just down the street from Dumpster Divers. Oh, my God. If only they were broad uh, marketing on the show. Get your haircut at King's Room Barbershop. Uh, all dudes get their haircut at King's Room. Forget sport clips and judes and all that other shit. Go to King's Room, support the sponsors. You will love your hair after they take care of you at King's Room Barbershop. Hours, stylist schedules, pricing all at kingsroom.net. Okay. Time to go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Okay, Ben is... uh. <laughs> ben writes... Tune in at 6 a.m. on 96.1 to hear me try to not suck at talking. Uh Ben is in separate a separate location from the host, Anthony Bellino. And uh every show usually starts with gentlemen, how are you? And Ben's like, I'm good. How are you? And then they're like, uh, he'll ask Ben a question and uh if, well, in the example of the last one, Ben got in the weeds somehow, and there was just a hilarious, amazing, awkward exchange that took place. We covered it at length on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. You have to hear this. I think I actually published that as a uh, as a free listen on the regular platform. It's like about five minutes of it. I think we went on for about another five hours making fun of him. Uh, Kenny says, I'm good. How are you? sounds like way more than what ben would even say he did all right at first and then oh god uh, anthony's just talking with ben not answering him it was it was awesome uh breaking news Lost just called a snow day
2: Woo! no school for me tomorrow breaking news breaking news Lust- just call a snow day. Breaking news. What? Just called a snow day. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news. Woo! No school for me tomorrow.
0: After all that talking about that health director thing, the Ottawa County assholes said, hey, we're going to put it off another week. Joe Moss sent out an email to Commissioner Sunday evening informing them he planned to postpone the vote on firing Hambly. He said the delay aimed to give everyone more time with the, quote, copious amounts of information from the hearings. Yeah, quit acting like you're even reading that shit. He's just making her suffer is what he's doing. Like any of those Ottawa Impact scumbags are going to vote to not fire her. The attorney for Hambley said she was stunned by the vote being delayed again. She says, we are obviously disappointed. We were told late last night this that this was the possibility, but you never know what is actually going to happen when you show up. So I think they just want it to end. So we did not know for sure that this was happening. I didn't know what else there is to be learned that they did not hear over two days between now and next week, Howard said after Monday's pr- uh, brief meeting. Several people in attendance Monday were upset by the delay, yelling at Moss and other commissioners. Shame on you, Joe Moss, a man yelled after the board approved to delay the vote. Supporters of Hambly held signs outside the county administrative building saying, we believe in Adeline, and Gibbs can't recall, but we do. Yeah, I guess that was that fat fuck John Gibbs who keeps all of his white supremacy in his fat black neck Uh, uh saying, oh, I, I, yeah, I don't recall what I said to her, and all this other lying bullshit. A document signed by Moss previously laid out a case for why Hamley should lose her job, alleging incompetence, neglect, and misconduct in the way she handled and communicated to the press about the recent budgeting process. The hearing for Hamley's removal began last week with two days of testimony. It was like a court case. Well, it doesn't, I mean, I, I guess they're upset because they want to move on with their lives. Yeah, um, Chris writes, holy hot dog rolls on that neck. I saw him on the news. They even had the camera from looking at the back of his head. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's one thing to have a flabdomen or maybe a fupa, but if you have an actual roll on your neck like fucking Lyle Alzado, you know, like in the NFL, they put those things around. The The old school guys used to put those things around the back of their neck. He's got a built-in one of those. A neck roll. He actually has to swab the fat on his neck. If you rolled John Gibbs in flour, there'd be a wet spot on his neck. God damn. Quite a scene there. Quite a scene. Uh, more fucking crazy shit. In my neck of the woods, uh, just south of Ottawa County is Allegan County. Equally fucked up. If you recall, there was a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. A bunch of these assholes, uh, these right-wing kooks got together in the basement of a vacuum repair place, not lying, about 10 miles from here, and they plotted to kidnap uh, Whitmer. Uh, Most of the people involved were um, convicted. Two people, two of them beat the rap somehow. I don't know how they managed to do it, but they they did do it. Uh, They are the Null brothers. N-U-L-L. Sorry. Well, the state representative in Allegan County uh, gave these two assholes who were acquitted awards. This is so fucked up. As if you couldn't tell, they're the ones on the far right. These two fat fucks really dressed up for the occasion. These are the Null brothers, like null and void. Praised as heroes. When brothers recently acquitted in the plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, were praised as heroes today by a state representative.
2: State Rep Rochelle Smith today paid tribute to the Null brothers on the steps of the Allegan County Courthouse.
0: News aides Ken Colker was there for the ceremony and has... The, the way he's saying ceremony, he's thinking this is bullshit. story tonight.
2: William and Michael Null, twin brothers from Allegan County, were acquitted by a jury last month. Joined by their attorneys, the Null brothers got the hometown hero's treatment from State Representative Rochelle Smith. Now, again, they plotted to kidnap the governor. A Republican who represents... As I should say, they were
0: accused... Of plotting to kidnap the governor, the FBI had a guy in there that was uh, observing and you know taking copious notes and building the case. The arrest happens somehow; they beat the rap, so uh, they didn't do anything technically.
2: All right, it's Allegan County.
1: Well, we're here to recognize today Bill and Mike Null um, for their unfortunate involvement in this scandal, uh, if you will, and that's what I'm just going to call it.
2: The Knoll brothers were among 14 men charged in state and federal courts in a look at these assholes plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer in 2020. Nine were convicted and sent to prison despite arguments. They were entrapped by the FBI. Five were acquitted, including the Knoll brothers and Eric Molitor, who were accused of supporting leaders by participating in military-style drills and traveling to see Whitmer's second home in northern Michigan. The tributes honored the Nulls for their, quote, courage, unflagging spirit, and dedication to our state and the oh, founding oh, oh. principles of our beloved nation. Holy shit. For standing up to, quote, government tyranny and the secret police forces that the representative wrote had concocted the kidnapping plot and persecuted innocent men for the, quote, purpose of political theater and political gain
1: if you would just accept these um, tributes on behalf of the state of Michigan and in our office I'm see representative in the 43rd district
2: the no brothers spoke briefly I went to bat for us uh, a lot of people we don't know stood up for us they, they know of us, and they know that we would never be a part of anything like this. Uh, the state rep was reluctant to take questions. Just wanted to follow up with a couple of questions. Going to be any more questions? You know, more questions. No more questions. Well, you, this you say this is a Thank proclamation you. from the state. Yes, it is. But yep. would the governor, would Governor Whitmer, be in favor of this proclamation?
1: This is from my office, the forty-third district, State Representative Rochelle Smith. They okay. are my constituents, and I. Yeah,
0: initially, she said it's from the state of Michigan. Which is bullshit. Why would Governor Whitmer say, well, you know, uh, even though we all think you tried to kidnap me, um, we're going to award you with this. Here you go. Here
2: to come out on behalf of them. In an email to News 8, the governor's office called the tribute disturbing. Quote, this goes beyond the pale. These types of actions normalize and incite violence against our political figures and only serve to shake our faith and our values and our institutions. This tribute will further encourage and embolden radical extremists trying to sow discord and harm public officials or law enforcement. Ken Colker, News 8.
0: So let's review. In a community that I've talked, uh, with you about is is so backwards. We're into book banning, shutting down libraries, uh, intimidating the gays, uh, uh, ending our diversity, equity and inclusion office, taking the slogan, uh, where you belong and change it to where freedom rings or whatever the fuck it is in the neighboring County, the neighboring County, some fucking political bitch is giving an award to the two guys accused of kidnapping the governor. And no doubt, somehow managing, through some smoke and mirrors job, being able to beat the rap some fucking how in a court of law. Now they're being honored by this fucking whore. My God. Aram says, how could a state representative celebrate these jerks? Well, it all comes down to where we live. This is how it is in Michigan. You have a few pockets where normal people live and think, and then the rest is all fucked up. All fucked up, all over the place. These psychopaths are everywhere. Becca Shea says, are you kidding me? I need out of this country stat. Hey, you know what? Not a bad idea. Danko says they just look stupid. That's exactly right. They just look like such... They should be locked up because of the way they look. Tyler says, possibly a combined full set of teeth amongst all of those assholes... Um, and I can promise you, whoever that crazy bitch representative is, the next time she runs, she'll kick ass. Because all of those psychopaths that live in Allegan County love shit like that. Fuck you. My God. Linda says, thank God I moved to a normal city. Well, I mean, it's everywhere. It's They are there amongst us. My God, that is just incredible. I couldn't believe that story. The nerve. I tell you what, the balls on that bitch. I give her fucking credit for uh, standing up with something so retarded and, and throwing the muscle behind it. That is, that is very, very bold. You know? Um, completely brainwashed, but my God, is that fucking insane. Uh we got to talk about um this hockey player. I uh, it's once again going to open up the opinion by your old pal EZ that uh every year, every couple of years there's some hockey player who um takes a blade to the neck. Um a skate blade just under the uh, you know the skin of the neck is major blood vessel. Uh, this has happened numerous times over the year where somebody takes a skate to that area and, uh, they have, you know, minutes to live. If you don't stop the bleeding quickly, uh, you're going to die. And this guy actually died. Hockey player died. Adam Johnson is his name. Uh, he played a handful of games in the national hockey league. Most of his career north of 300 games was in the American hockey league with wilkes Scranton and he played for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the Ontario rain in the American league. I don't ever recall interacting with him. Uh, typically uh, when the Griffins play, they don't play any of those teams that often. I may have had some interaction with him, but I, I don't recall. Uh, he was playing in England of all places. And, um, yeah, same thing. Skate, skate right to that spot. The Nottingham Panthers are devastated to announce that Adam Johnson was tra- has tragically passed away following a freak accident at the game in Sheffield last night. So, this happened. I don't have there's there's no video or anything like that. Um the amount of blood that pours out of you is is ridiculous. It's like putting your thumb over the garden hose type of spray. And he took the hit and then got up and tried to skate to the bench. And then immediately his blood pressure dropped to like, like next to nothing. And down he goes, um, uh, rushed down to the ice, tried to save this guy. And, uh, the amount of, you have minutes, if not seconds. And, um, the fans had to leave. They, of course they said, everybody go home. This is it. This is just the worst thing ever. So there is a, um, a piece of equipment that can prevent this from happening might still hurt. You might actually get a cut, but I just don't understand why they don't do it. And I've, I mean, if you take a look at like the typical hockey player, some of you even are in the audience and you play hockey. And when Jim played hockey, there was a, it's kind of almost like Kevlar. Kevlar. It goes around the neck and it Velcros together so that the neck is protected and everybody in youth hockey um, has to um, has to wear them so that this doesn't happen. As Dave checks in with, hey, EZ, I just heard Ottawa County postponed the vote to fire the head of the health department until next month. Well, I don't know if you were taking a hot squash, but I just spent 10 minutes talking about that. But thanks for participating. Anyway, I appreciate the effort. Um, Yeah, y- you know, and then as they get older, hockey players stop wearing them. And then as soon as they get an opportunity not to wear that cage on the front of their helmet, they stop wearing them. It's like they're reducing the amount of protective equipment I mean, hockey is really dangerous, so I'm going to go ahead and take the thing off of my face and the thing off of my neck. The two areas that I don't want touched, and there's actual uh, 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 0% chance that my face will be destroyed if I put this cage on, and a minimal chance or a a reduced risk that my life will end because of the neck guard. But no, I'll take those off, which... As much as I've been around hockey for many, many years, clearly these of all of the athletes are the dumbest. These are some of the dumbest people on the planet. I don't care if you're playing NHL, AHL, or beer league. If you do not play with a birdcage or any type of facial protection and a neck guard, you are stupid. There, there's no gray area. You're just a dumb fuck. And all these guys that I see regularly that don't, that don't do that, I'm like, what is the big deal? Why would you not? And I think honestly, because they don't want to look ridiculous. Uh, Jamie Tardiff, who is a um, a coach in the uh, American League who used to play in Grand Rapids. And I actually said to him, I go, now serious. Because I knew him well enough that I could see this. I go, even though I think someone else had gotten hurt and I was discussing this exact topic with him. I go, knowing what you know, and after this just happened to so-and-so and that player didn't die, this guy died. Will you wear a neck guard? Absolutely not. And I was able to pull out of him that he won't, because he doesn't want to look ridiculous. no good reason just they don't want to look silly. It's like, what I I don't know why um like in the NFL for example, they um, after all of the problems they've had with with brain injuries and things like that, Nowadays, if a player's head touches the turf, he has to come out of the game and be tested for a concussion. Uh, I don't know if that's theater, if it even helps, but that's the way it is. They're doing something about it. The fact that professional hockey doesn't protect these with the, you know, in the collective bargaining agreement, say, yeah, all right, you're going to have to put this in, or we don't have a collective bargaining agreement. You have to wear these things. You know, here they are taking fighting out of hockey. Why don't you take this danger out of hockey? I just don't understand, and you can't make me understand. Uh, Corey says, no neck guard, I guess. I guess I get. A skate to the neck is so rare, but face cage should be required. Well, now, wait a minute. That's stupid, too. Uh, I, I've, it's happened dozens of times since in the last five years, skate to the face, skate to the throat. They just have, they've been hurt. Hell, I know a guy personally, Matt Ford of the Griffins who lost a ton of blood and it took him a long time to recover because of the blood loss skate to the neck. Uh, fuck ridiculous. I, I, I don't, how can you justify that? Uh, Chris in Buffalo says it's happened how many times since Clint Malarchuk too many. Yeah. That was a dude who was a, uh, the goalie for the Sabres. That was a, that was the big one because he, he took his, flipped his, uh, blocker off and put his hand onto his neck and the blood was shooting out in between the spaces of his fingers, like multiple streamers. It was a miracle. He lived. All right. God damn. Chris says it's on YouTube puke. I don't have the strength today to see that. God damn. Well, anyway, it's just absolutely tragic that this guy had to lose his life. Young man, you know, 29 years old. Are you kidding me? Absolutely horrible. Um, As this day has gotten underway It's getting more and more intense as, uh, Israel is getting ready to invade Gaza and the way it's set up right now, they have, uh, so much heavy equipment tanks ready to roll in and bulldozers. It's like a column of bulldozers is going to go in and then the tanks are going to go behind them. They are going to flatten the entire Gaza strip. The Palestinians are fucked beyond belief, and this is causing turmoil in all parts of the world, including the U.S. Anti-Semitic um, rhetoric is uh, is through the roof right now in the United States. Hate crimes are high. Jews are being attacked in this country and abroad. There was a plane that just landed in Russia and a bunch of, uh, uh, Muslim Russians. I can't think of a worse combination. You know, it's like a fucking shitty Reese's peanut butter cup, Russian and Muslim fuck that rushed onto the landing field, chanting anti-Semitic slogans and trying to kick the ass of the passengers arriving on a flight from Tel Aviv. Who the fuck in Tel Aviv thought it would be a good idea to fly into a Muslim stronghold of Russia? Why was there anyone on that plane to begin with? So these fucking crazy Muslim Russians are on the uh, runway like the worst parade ever lining it so that when the plane lands, they're going to go and kick all the asses of the Israelis that are on the fucking plane. My god, authorities closed the airport, the capital of the of uh Mikhachkala, the capital of the uh, Muslim region in Russia, and police converged on the facility. Dagestan's Ministry of Health said more than 20 people were injured and in two in critical condition. It said the injured included police officers and civilians. 60 people were detained in the unrest. This is just the start of it. Okay? Um This is this. We have great potential here to be now in our second war. Unbelievable. Becca Shea says, I am so confused as to why so many people hate Jews. Can someone please explain? Well, I will attempt to speculate at best. The Muslim world and the Jewish world have always hated each other over land. The land that is Israel right now and the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, who controls what. And then for, uh, for as long as time has been, there's been fighting over that land. Fast forward to right now, um, the Palestinians live in unbelievable poverty. These people are shit on, okay, in that part of the world. Three million people live in a uh, 25-mile-long plot of land three miles wide. And earlier in the month, they got fed up. They're led by a militant uh, terrorist group. Actually, the governing body known as Hamas. Uh, rando attack, killing fourteen hundred Israelis. Israel says, "All right, that's the that's the fuse. Now, here we go." Their military is one of the most formidable in the world. They're going to level Palestine, but at the same time, piss off Lebanon, Syria, Iran, all these countries who have guns aimed at Israel. The second that happens, the U.S. is fighting a war. I mean, uh, Ukraine, all we'll do is give all of our money to them to keep Putin from dominating that uh, region of the world. When it comes to Israel, the U.S. will 100% defend them if anything happens. It's difficult to support any, okay, Palestinian civilians who may or may not be in support of Hamas. Are, are being killed. There's uh, nearly ten thousand of them since in the response that Israel has fired off over the days and weeks since the attack on them. And um, it's it's horrible. There is the very difficult to actually keep civilian casualties at a minimum because Hamas is embedded with people. It's not like they're fighting a organized military that is just one side versus the other. This is dirty, dirty shit. So I can, I mean, how would you feel? Corey says Iran doesn't really give a fuck about Palestinians. They just hate Israeli, Israeli people more. Well, don't forget the Palestinians are part of the Muslim world. Chris in Maine says Zaner check out uh, West Ham soccer chance towards Tottenham hotspur. Awful. This is the English premier league football. Anti-Semitic chants are sickening and West Ham fans must show they care. Chris says Palestinian Christians are being killed too. It's a huge shit show. Yes. There's a few that there are there. Corey says, yeah, but there's more than one group of Muslims, Sunnis and the Shiites. They may hate each other. What a pile of shit. My God. Very, very, very awful. All right. Before I continue on, Alice Cooper is in the news. And I don't know if it's in a great way. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not in a great way. When are people going to learn? Why does everybody have to have an opinion about what people do with their identity and their gender. And it's always somebody like, Oh, you know, Carlos Santana or some old fuck like Alice Cooper. When it comes to something like that, which is definitely a young person's game. The culture, this is, you know, younger people who have had issues with their identity and their gender are dealing with it now and coming out of the closet more and more because they're getting the courage to. Every old fuck who plays music has to have an opinion. When me nor they have any idea what the fuck is really going on. I would think that I know a hell of a lot more than Alice Cooper knows about what the fuck is going on into the mind of a person who's uh, grappling with their identity, male, female, all that shit. I just like to watch from afar and try to put myself into the shoes of the person that's struggling, as opposed to sitting there and indicting them and and saying, no, this isn't real. Talk about that in a second. But first, I have to take care of this uh, Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. He wants to help you with getting insured through the marketplace. Okay, now, all the times you've heard me talk about this, how many times has it just gone in one ear and out the other? You work for the man. The man gives you cash and gives you an insurance policy that he pays for. You might pay for a little bit to cover you. I'm just using the guy, the husband as the example. It could be the wife. Okay, in this case, it's the wife. It's the wife. The wife uh, gets insurance. The policy extends to the family, but you really got to pay up the ass for it. Like, God damn, I pay a lot for insurance for my family. No more. Okay? When it comes to re-enrollment, don't enroll your family. This is what you can do. Don't enroll your family with your workplace insurance. Instead, get them their own policy through healthcare.gov. If your earnings stays below a certain threshold, the government will give you a tax subsidy to pay for the premium. You will save hundreds of dollars a month. There's a lot of nuance to this that I don't have the time or knowledge to explain to you, but Frank knows how. Reach out to Frank Fuss and he'll help you every step of the way. Go to buyinsurancehere.com for all the details on how you can get a better insurance policy for much less than what you're paying right now, saving you hundreds of dollars. Okay? Uh, Gone are the days with the uh, $8,000 out of pocket um, a year before the benefits kick in. Uh, You get to choose from dozens of policies for your family. Go to my, uh, I'm sorry, buyinsurancehere.com. I'm losing my mind here. Buyinsurancehere.com. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, six one six five three two sixty six hundred. 532 If you have any issues with your car, truck, uh, regular combustion engine, EV, hybrid, they take care of them all. Number one in West Michigan for a reason. Don't just take my word for it. Look at their Google reviews on their website, ervines.com. That's ervines.com. Very excited about what Joe Martinez is offering these days. You've heard about me talk about the $79 uh, furnace tune-up. And he revealed just over a week ago that he's teamed up with DTE Energy to be the only heating and cooling specialist in West Michigan to offer this. Get your furnace tuned up with Joe Martinez, and then he leaves, and then you don't pay him anything. That's it. It's free. DTE wants as many of you to get your furnace tuned up as possible. They want you running the best, most efficient furnace you can have. So they're paying for the tune-up. And you don't have to fill anything out. You don't have to send anything in and provide three receipts and uh, evidence that you had it done. You don't have to suck Joe's dick. No. Just call Joe, 616-516-8579. Make the appointment, and that's it. You don't pay. It's free. Oh, my God. 616-516-8579. For A&E Heating and Cooling. I love that, man. No strings attached. All right. Uh, Kyle from a company that used to advertise on this show uh, is a big fan of Alice Cooper. I like Alice Cooper. How'd you like to be a, uh, 20 to 30 something. And they say, Hey, Alice Cooper's speaking out against transgender people. They're going to be like, who the fuck is Alice Cooper? That must be tough for a rocker. Who's that, that old when, uh, more people, most people don't know who the fuck you are. You know, I would say, see, Jim is 28. He might know who Alice Cooper is because he's listened, to that, uh, he's listened to that classic rock station in town. But I would say the majority of people that are millennials, they don't have any fucking idea who this guy is. Uh, he is warning against telling your kids that they can be anything. And what's being described as controversial remarks on transgenderism. Now, there's a lot of people who think that uh, people are changing their gender just because it's the thing to do. And think about that. What a ridiculous thing to say. Such a serious undertaking to change your gender that someone would just say, "Eh, I'm going to go ahead and be a woman now, or a man." The transgender person in my life, um, my daughter's lovely boyfriend, handsome boyfriend, I should say, shouldn't say lovely. Um, and there's a there's a real learning curve with that. But uh, Ash was born a girl, and is now a boy. Ash is doing all of the uh, medical things to go through with that right now. And uh, I oftentimes corner Ash and ask questions so that I can learn more. And I'm like, well, how do you know that this is right? You know, I ask things like that. How do you um, take me through what it was like growing up? Take me through how you feel as a girl. What is that like? And then take me through what it's like now that, Your appearance is changing to that of a man. How does that make you feel? What is it like? Just kind of like interviewing, trying to get a sense of what's going on up here in the brain. Never once have I thought uh, Ash's uh, brain is, is that there's something wrong with Ash at all. In fact, Madison has never been happier. Madison often gets asked the question, well, are you gay? Madison says, yes. And then they'll say, yeah, well, you're attracted to a man. And again, this is so different than what you and I, because sexuality is no longer black and white. And I don't think it, I don't think it can be. And uh, Madison's like, well, I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to women. I'm attracted to men. I'm attracted to women who want to become men. I'm attracted to men who want to become women. I said, Okay. What's that? Madison says, that's called uh, pansexual. I said, okay, there's something else I didn't know. You're a pansexual. Yes. Okay. And then that's it. Uh, Chris in Maine says, anyone see Caitlyn Jenner lately? She's a smoke show. I haven't. I said that a long time ago. Caitlyn Jenner now, you know, I mean, all the money that Caitlin has, um, can actually make Caitlin look decent, excellent, I guess. Um, there are images that I see where I, where I could, uh, I could get behind that. The one from Vanity Fair, I always thought that Caitlin Jenner, I would have never have known that that is a man. To me, uh, the picture on Vanity Fair—that's uh, if if I didn't know the story, I would never be able to tell that that was a dude. Not all the pictures are like that, though. I don't, <laughs> you gotta understand, Caitlyn Jenner is uh, like in her seventies. Remember this one? This is before like everything was done. When it was like a cross between Bruce and Caitlin. This is when people were like, uh oh, we know something's up. All right. Totally fine. Uh, Corey says you can always tell by looking at the hands. Kristen Maine says, no, it's the latest picture with daughter Kendall. Tell you what you find it and send it to me. Chris says he'd have sex with her. Patrick says, this is a strange comment from Alice Cooper when he clearly tried to turn himself into a ghoul for the better part of the last century. A little bit more about Alice. Uh, rock legend Alice Cooper recently voiced his thoughts on the topic of gender affirming health care for young people. And his comments have struck a chord, although not harmoniously speaking with stereo gum, 75 year old Alice Cooper uh, lamented what he sees as the current state of the gender debate. He joined other old fucks like Kithis Paul Stanley and Twisted Sisters D. Snyder stating that while he was understanding that there are cases of transgender, he was quote, afraid that it's also a fad. Ooh, that's that's a that's a bad thing to say. If you were to say to a person who's taking something so serious, going with in the direction something so serious is changing their gender, and you say, Yeah, it's just a fad, they're gonna be pissed at you. Uh, and I'm afraid there's a lot of people claiming to be just this because they want to be that, like a fad. Okay. Uh, and I guess my point on this is, when people like uh, D. Snyder and Paul Stanley and 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 Alice Cooper weigh in, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just stupid old men just spouting off, doing what old men do, and that is just spout off without actually talking to anyone. While the debate over the authenticity of young people's gender identities is not new, it's gained heightened attention with such influential figures weighing in. I I don't know how influential these three are. Paul Stanley had earlier described children's gender reassignment as, quote, a sad and dangerous fad. A comment he subsequently walked back. Why? Why would you walk it back? Dee Snyder meanwhile, landed in hot water, facing accusations of transphobia after backing Stanley's original statement. So Dee Snyder. And Paul Stanley, two guys who dress as women on stage, are actually, wait, what? (laughs) Of all the people. Cooper's core concern seems to be potential confusion that could arise for children amidst this discourse. I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea, he stated. He just wants to play and you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. He added, it's so confusing to a kid, it's even confusing to a teenager, Cooper went on to explain. You're still trying to find your identity and yet here's this thing going on saying, yeah, but you can be anything you want. You can be a cat if you want to be. Oh, no, not that again. I mean, if you identify as a tree and I'm going, come on, what are we in a Kurt Vonnegut movie? Okay, um, first of all, I love it when they do that. People talk about, yeah, man, it's a school. They're taking shits in the cat box. That trope has been around for years. Never happened. Never. Holy shit. At the end of the day, all we have here are young people who are fucking uh, very, very ballsy. When you get a person who finally decides to come out of the closet and go from being a man to a woman, that same person didn't have that type of strength early on. But it's because all the people who have been coming out that they're finally getting up the nerve to do that. Can you imagine how frightening that would be? I have a friend uh, named, uh, I didn't want to say the person's name, in, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And this is before I got to know Ash and i um he's been transgender his whole life. He's a man, he's got a wife and kids. Everybody's in on it. All the kids, the kids know it, the wife knows it. They're all like you should just become a woman and we'll love you just the same. And he won't do it. And i said, "Why?" He says, "I'm scared. I'm just frightened of what would happen to me." And that's legit. So you see these people who do do that and they're finally getting up the strength to do it. so fucking let them what is it by why do why do you have to speak out why is that such a big fucking deal to you even if they did want to be be a fucking tree stay in your fucking lane my god christ almighty why is it so important to you worry about you you fucking monster Chris points out about what I said. They all look like fucking girls their whole career. Dave writes, I have a daughter who's also pansexual. She's dating a woman who presents as a man. Mom and I obviously love and support them, but there is a lot for us to learn. Let me let me just suggest this. Say, fuck it. You don't care. You just love everybody. You let them find their way. Just like your mom and dad let you find your way. You let your kids find their way and you love them. You love them to death. And with no strings attached, no exceptions, no, I guess we'll go along with it. Fuck it. Unequivocal love and support. Whatever is good for you is what is. What's good for me. Chris says, it's amazing how my generation or Rick says, the brain isn't fully developed until it reaches 20 to 25 years old. Maybe a life-changing decision should wait until after that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't really have the uh, I don't really have the shoes to walk in, as of course you don't, but it won't stop you from spitting uh, nonsense out like it's fact. Good old Rick. No, you can't do it until you're a certain age. Maybe. I don't think we know, do we? God, come on now. Uh, Dave says, agreed, Zane, as long as they're happy and healthy. Rick says, oh, I thought we all could have unqualified opinions. I guess just you. eh?" I don't, I didn't have an opinion. I didn't say whether it was right or wrong. It might be wrong for a young person to change their gender. I don't know. I will never, ever get in the way of myself saying I don't know. Rick just informed the audience that the brain isn't fully developed until it reaches 20 to 25 years old. Maybe life-changing decisions should wait until after that. So, I mean, I, I didn't say that. You said it. You might be right. The last thing Eric's going to do is tell you that you need to do it this way. All I'm saying is, is that people who are changing their gender are more likely to do it now because they feel like there's more people out there who can support them. Back when they were my age, when uh, back in my day, we would just beat the shit out of them. Forget changing gender. If you said you were gay, you get the shit kicked out of you. Uh, Corey says concerning Rick, I think that is a fact. I've read that before. What's a fact what the fuck. I know that I love more than I, I think this is going on and I think this is true. And I think this is that, come on. I didn't do that. Uh, your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. Well, then we can't do anything until we're 25. What are we doing getting married, guys? Holy shit. Hey, guys, I had kids when I was under 25. What a mistake. Cole says at 18, you do whatever you want. Before that, probably shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't go that far. Because when you... Think about it. If a child is that young, the opposing point of view on that is if a child, let's say a 10 year old kid wants to change his gender, go from being a boy to being a girl. Obviously the parents would have to weigh in on that. I think that's where it ends. If the parents know what's good for their kid, they can, they can agree to that. I don't, obviously the 10 year old can't say, Hey, I'm going to change my gender. But if the parents say definitely, I mean, they would know. Okay. And it's not up to me me the parent to tell another parent what to do with their kid so I say this if you're a parent and the kid wants to become a chick and you ha- you figure that out within your four walls, you should be allowed to do that and I think you can I don't I don't even know where we are on that you know and uh, and that's and that's my opinion that's my opinion on it if the parents decide what's best for the kid. That's probably going to annoy some of you. You know, some of you think that you're, you're like killing the child or ending the child's life. Becca Shea says, I knew a girl when I was little and they always said she wanted to be a boy. Interesting. But you can always see him coming. They're always like great at baseball. I mean, a girl who's like great at baseball has B.O. You know, Uh, plays with the boys. It's always dirty. I mean, that's, that, that was Ash. You know, back then we just called him a tomboy. Nowadays they're transgender. All right. Well, anyway, that's my opinion and you all should make it yours. So if any of you feel uh, like have the opposing point of view, um, I think you would be better served if you started to think more like me. I can talk about this with Rick coming up on Friday. This is always great stuff to talk about with Rick because Rick, though wrong 99 and a half percent of the time is a wonderful person to have these discussions uh, with. And, you know, frankly, every time I've talked to Rick, I've always just humiliated him, um, with my wit and intellect. Okay. And uh, he usually apologizes and tells me that I'm right. So you can look forward to that uh, in the next edition of uh, Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. And he's obviously triggered right now because he knows I'm right, but he's having that internal struggle. Ryan says, that's my opinion. Make it yours should be the show tagline. I like that. I'm Eric saying that's my opinion. Make it yours. Rick says, my gears are not grinding. I know your gears aren't grinding because you know I'm right. That's my opinion. Make it yours. You see, my opinion would never be, um, no, you shouldn't do that to your kids. My opinion is the parents know what's best for their children. Okay? That's how it is. That's my opinion. Make it yours. Rick. From TC Paintball. My opinion. Make it yours. My opinion. Um, We are changing the date on the paintball war. Now, here's the thing. The Mexicans, uh, they work every other weekend. The 19th November, the 19th of November paintball war, the Mexicans are working. That means, uh, two weeks from that is the 3rd of December. Okay. So that means they can do the 26th, the 10th. Okay. 26th of November, 10th of December. All right. If we don't have the Mexicans, we don't have a paintball war. Um, All they do is work their ass off and want to play paintball. As you know, each one of them do the work of five of us. And um, they kick ass at paintball. And I love them forever. I actually, we need to play the national anthem of Mexico, Rick, the next time we do paintball. And I think perhaps we should think about taco bar. I want this fully. I want this to be an all Mexican event with just a few gringos. Okay. So we're still working that out for the uh, slaughter of the pilgrims event. It was scheduled for the 19th. We had to change it. Nevertheless, book an event at the world famous TC paintball. It's my opinion. Make it yours. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. For uh, the kids in the neighborhood, maybe the dads, maybe the bachelor party, maybe the bachelorette party, if you're a bunch of hillbillies. T.C. Paintball, book an event, pay one price, get the gun, get the mask, get the paint, any extras like armor or some coveralls. You can buy those. Just throw them in the garbage when you're done. They have everything you need. Just bring yourself to T.C. Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan, More info at tcpaintballgr.com. If you live in a faraway place from where we are in West Michigan, make a day of it. Show up on a Saturday after you've booked your event, uh, play for hours, and then go hang out, get a pizza after, and then go home. It's the paintball destination in Michigan. T.C. Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. If you can prove that your child under 10 is, has had gender reassignment surgery to Rick. You may get in for free. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage. I know, interest rates are through the roof. You can still get a mortgage. Perhaps you've owned your own for a long time. You want to get some money out of it. Okay. You can uh, do that by reaching out to My friends. At the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Okay. Corey says neck protectors are a thing in paintball, but no one wears them, so they don't look like a pussy. That's a callback to the old hockey thing. Holy shit. Um uh, I don't know what this means. But on Friday, the asshole of the day, it says teen pussy poison. And I, I don't remember what's up with that. What is that even? I don't recall what that means. The asshole of the day is brought to you by uh, TC Paintball. Uh, Ryan says Amanda for botching Matthew Perry's autopsy. Cole suggests the asshole of the day, hot tubs, and hockey skate blades. Hmm. All right. No, even more so. This is going to piss some of you off, but that's good. Today's asshole of the day. Any guesses? Dead main shooter. I didn't even talk about that today. Yeah, guy's dead. Anyone not taking Zane's opinion? Drunk Griffins fans. That's a great suggestion, but I've already committed. Harbaugh. (laughs) Harbaugh is the asshole of the day. You know, this bastard did it. You know, he's a cheating fuck and he deserves everything he gets because he's Kind of an asshole anyway. Fuck him. Jim Harbaugh is your asshole of the day. That's today's show. Talk to you on Patreon. Till next time. Bye-bye.